Hi, my name is Marcus, and I am the host of Comic Corner. Along with my co-host Mason, we bring the kingdom of geekdom to light, or to darkness. Join us as we talk about heroes, villains, myths, and more things nerdy. Listen to us every Wednesday at 8 on Spotify. Brought to you by Gateway Pro Productions. was 14 years old when she vanished without a trace while walking home from school. Nine months later, she showed up at home and knocked on the front door. This is the survival story of Abby Hernandez. Hello, guys, and we are here for another Code 187. Hi, we're a mess as usual. My bad. No, you're good. I was zoned out. Okay, so, hey. Welcome to Code 187. I'm Sarah, and I'm here with my co-host, Joe, and we're your true crime best friends. Every week, I research a case, and I tell Joe and you the ins and outs. If you are screaming at us and you want to tell us your thoughts, you can follow us on social media. The links are below. Yes. Yes, and also check out our wonderful video, you know, so you can see my ugly mug and her beautiful face, you know, so... Yes, check us out on the video, because, guys, I have a lot of reactions and things like that. Spotify, we love you guys, but if you cannot watch us while you're driving, which you shouldn't be, uh, go check us out on Spotify, but check us out on video, YouTube, plus you get more videos on YouTube, and Patreon. Sarah just mm-hmm. came up with a new Patreon, Code 187 Patreon, so you guys will be getting bonus content there as well, so, yeah. So... This case, I was so worried about uh, clicking the right buttons because I haven't done this in a minute. So what is this case all about? Because I wasn't listening to the intro. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. I understand. No. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So this case today is about Abby Hernandez, and it's a survival story. Survival story. Yes. I will not lie. I'm a little bit burnt out. (laughs) I'm a little bit burnt out on tragedy. Yep. I'm a little burnt out on empathy. Okay. And I was like, I need something that's not as heavy, which this is still heavy, but Mm -hmm. it's true crime, but it's not like death and destruction and decapitation and all of that fun stuff we've been doing yes like we said in past episodes we do need a break from stuff like that because sometimes it could just corrupt your mind i mean i took like six months off from serial killers because i was like uh you know i uh 
I'm starting to get to that mindset, which, so I told Sarah this off of, um, off air, but I didn't tell her this specific scenario. So guys, I quit my job today. And the thing I was like, how do, how do I feel? I was like, there's such a rush going on right now. And then I was like, huh, this is how murderers must feel after their first <laughs> kill. Just this rush and things like that. And I'm like, why would they, why would they go kill somebody when they could just quit their job and just get the same rush? So that, that's why you need to take a break from true crime sometime because sometimes you can just get thoughts and things like that you shouldn't be having thoughts and stuff like that i even made sarah make a face when i just said what i said so <laughs> yeah i don't know if you're in therapy but i'm slightly worried about you at this point <laughs> i don't want to do it i was just <laughs> this is how i think they feel <laughs> true but still <laughs> I'm sure my face, go watch the video because I'm sure my face was, oh boy, we have a murderer on the podcast. <laughs> Which we have already talked about because of all the what, all the similarities between my life and what they go through. So we've already talked about it. We already talked about it. Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> Better help, please. <laughs> yes, sponsor please us. sponsor us so I Joe need... cannot be a serial killer. Yes, I need my I can't handle it. <laughs> I need a discount. Oh, my gosh. Okay, we've got a survival case here, and if, if we keep going on like this, we'll be like this forever. So, Sarah, what's our case? Okay, so... In 2013, Abigail Hernandez was a normal 14-year-old girl. She was described as kind, cheerful, athletic, and happy. Abby just started her freshman year at Kenton High School in North Conway, New Hampshire, when she pretty much vanished into thin air. Uh, Abby was walking the same route home every day from school, and she was never late. So when she didn't come home on October 9th, 2013, her mom and sister knew something was wrong. Around 7 p.m. that very night, her mother reported her missing. She pleaded with the police that Abby had no reason to run away. Because we see this case and case and case again, mm -hmm. that they're like, oh, your teenager or your child or whatever just ran away. Which you would think that's something that fell out in the 80s and 90s, because that's when we we a lot of our cases we've talked about or that I've heard that's when that usually happened 70s, 80s, 90s. But well, this is 2013. Come on, are you still using that same spill? I mean, from last week's episode, I don't have too much um, faith in the cops. I think it was the West Virginia police or whatever. So <laughs> they yeah, need to go listen themselves. to. <laughs> Go listen to Julia's case because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because we kind of go off on a cops for a while. Yes. So, okay, they're doing the whole little she ran away kind of spill here. Stupid police. <laughs> yeah. So Abby was just gone. It seemed like there was no trace or evidence. It was just like she was just plucked and just gone. Uh, the search for Abby was one of the largest in New Hampshire history. Investigators tried to find her, but they just came up short. Uh, her face was plastered on missing persons posters and newscasts, 
but nothing happened. So on October 9th, this changed Abby's life forever. Okay. So this is from Abby's perspective. Um, she had been on the way home from school when a man asked her if she needed a ride. Abby unfortunately said yes. Come on, Abby. Come on. <laughs> right. If you have teenagers, please, 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 please inform them not to take rides from strangers. Well, years. Okay. Years just. They are. Um, the time it was. I'm thinking 2013. We went through the whole stranger danger type thing. You know, I, you would think by this time, you know we wouldn't be ending up with kids um, getting kidnapped that way, you know, with the whole, hey, kitty, I got candy. Because didn't this whole serial th killer thing start, like, in the 70s, 60s, 70s? So, yeah, snatching was popular back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard it pronounced said that way, snatching. <laughs> yeah, you know, back in the 70s, the good old days. Snatching was popular back in the old days. <laughs> Makes it sound a little lighter than like abducted. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, I just don't think something like this would be happening in 2013, you know. But okay. All right. Ah, God dang, Abby. Yeah. So I think she immediately kind of knew after she got in the car. But I think at first she probably thought this seems, I don't know if it is, but this seems kind of like a smaller town. Yep. She probably didn't think he was going to snatch her. <laughs> I think she probably just thought, like, he's really going to give me a ride. Yep. Um, she got in the car and asked him to drop her off at a restaurant that was close to home. Okay. So she kind of was like, okay, well, drop me off at this restaurant. That way you don't know where I live. Yep. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you're already in the car with him, Abby. No. Yes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to know where I live, even though you have complete control over me right now with me in your car. Yeah. Right. But I just feel so bad for her. She's a kid, though. It's okay. No, yeah. it's not okay. <laughs> okay. Kids can be naive. Right. So he seemed nice enough, and everything went well until... The man told Abby he needed to make a stop at Home Depot first, mm -hmm. which that's, I feel like, a red flag. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't just make a pit stop at Home Depot, like, what was he getting? Yeah, and that's the thing, too. I've seen enough movies where somebody gets into the car, and what will the driver say? Yeah, I'm going to stop here at Pittsburgh, but I can drop you off on the way there. Or you can, so in this case, he would have been like, hey, yeah, I'll give you a ride, but I got to stop at Home Depot first before I drop you off. That's what you say at the beginning of the ride. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, if you get into the car with someone, Lyft driver, Uber driver, whatever, and in the middle of the ride, they say, oh, I need to stop somewhere. Get out. Get out immediately. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because they are snatching you for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, even when I was a Lyft driver, it was always, I would go up to pick somebody up, and I'd be like, when they get into the car, I'm like, hey, I have to stop and get gas. Is that all right? And they'd be like, yeah, I don't be driving and get halfway there. Hey, can I stop at a, a Home Depot right quick? You know, I got to get some supplies. No, you just don't do it. <laughs> right. 
So then Abby's stomach dropped because she realized she was in trouble. So she got scared and she reached over to unbuckle her seatbelt. Uh, she was preparing to get out and make an escape, but it was too late. The man pulled out a gun and pointed it directly at her face. Uh, Abby was terrified. She was alone in a man's car, and it was pretty clear now she was being kidnapped. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, from this point on, Abby knew that this was a survival thing. Uh, Abby made mistakes. She shouldn't have gotten into the car with a stranger. Yep. She was just a kid. Mm -hmm. However, what Abby does from this point in the story and on is what is described by police as the handbook to get away from a kidnapper. Gotcha. Yeah. So it was hell, but she made it out alive. Okay. Yeah, and the police are like, she did everything the way she should have. So are we getting ready to go into how she got out here? Mm -hmm. So, I don't know, a couple episodes back, we talked about not only did we tell you about crimes, but we told you that this is an, an educational show. So sit down, buckle up, or gear up your popcorn if you're watching. You're getting ready to get educated. <laughs> yep, and if you have kids this age, I mean... Let them watch this. Oh, yeah. Why not? Yeah. I don't think I We might say yet. an occasional cuss word or something weird, but yeah. like, this is survival yeah. now. I try to get all my swear words out before we start the show. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, okay. So let's get into it. Okay. Abby's survival instincts kicked in, and she complied to everything. Okay. She listened and did what she was told the best that she could. Which I know is probably hard in oh, that yeah. position. Um, he drove her just 30 miles north of Conway to his home, where there he gagged and blindfolded Abby. Okay. Outside was a large soundproof shipping container. This is where he tied Abby up. Okay. There he sexually assaulted her, mm. unfortunately. Abby was scared, alone, and confused. But then she made up her mind, and she said to herself, I remember thinking to myself, okay, I got to work with this guy. I said to him, I don't judge you for this. If you let me go, I won't tell anybody about this. So that's her own words. That's what she was thinking, and that's what she did in that moment. Mm-hmm. She decided to try to relate and negotiate with the captor. Yep. She said, I told him, look, you don't seem like a bad person. Like everybody makes mistakes. If you let me go, I won't tell anybody. Mm -hmm. So she's kind of like, I don't know, kind of buttering him up a little bit. Yeah, which is, it's a pretty, it, that's a pretty good move. I've seen mm -hmm. that work in some cases. So Yeah. Unfortunately, this is what gets me, though, is okay. like you could do everything Abby did mm -hmm. and still not make it. Um, so that is why getting in that car, like, don't do it in the first place. Yes. Um, but if you are in this situation, like, you could do everything right and it may not work. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to, like, assess your captor and kind of get to know 
them and what will get them, you know? And isn't that kind of a crazy thing? We, you, put everybody put yourself in Abby's shoes. You're kidnapped. You're riding in this car. Now, in order for you to survive, you have to relate, kind of get into the head of this person that's trying to do you harm in order to survive. How crazy is that? And how adult is that to be thinking about that? This young girl made a couple of mistakes, but she learned from them. And now she's thinking like a like an adult on how to get out of here. Like it's that's that's crazy. Like, yeah. A lot of people don't think that way in their adults Uh, (laughs) or don't think that way in their like true crime people even. Yeah. Um, My advice is me when I used to be a Lyft driver, always care protection, no matter what. I always had some type of, I had like two or three different types of protection in my car just in case something crazy went off. Um, Pepper spray. I had knives. I had a freaking two foot long machete in the in the in the car. You just need you just never know, because um, yeah. even, even if you do accept a ride from a stranger, you just need to have protection. So there you go. Right. So for a lot of months. Abby was tortured and sexually assaulted. She was forced to wear... Sorry, go ahead. Months? Yes. I was thinking this was like maybe a couple weeks. Uh, Oh, no. We're going to get to it. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, she was um, in this captor's storage shed for a long time. God. Um, and I mean, the things she went through. So she is in there tortured and sexually assaulted most days. She's forced to wear a shock collar and she was made to call him master. Mm. Uh, little by little, he gave her more and more freedom. He, he was running this like counterfeit money scam okay so he was making all this money and he basically told her okay well now i trust you to help me make this counterfeit money Mm -hmm. so they both kind of got a lot out of that because she got a little bit more freedom and he got her to break the law for him yes (laughs) and this is always the what this is always the um this is always the downfall of people like this with the, okay, I trust you enough. Now I'm going to, because I've seen this happen in many, many cases where there's, this is in these survivor cases where the killer will say, I'm going to trust you. And then stuff breaks apart, but I'm interested to see how this one works. <laughs> yeah. So she kind of just went along with everything he said and he began, she began to like, like we said, trust was built between both of them. Um, it paid off because finally he allowed her to read some books. Okay. It wasn't freedom necessarily, but it was something. And one day Abby saw that there was a name written in a cookbook that he let her borrow. Okay. So she said that one day she asked him, who is Nate Kibbe? And he sighed and asked, how did you know my name? 
So time began ticking on Nate's counterfeit money operation. And because the police were on his trail, he was like, I got to get rid of this girl now. But this girl now knows my name. Mm -hmm. And also, they could bust it any minute because I'm making counterfeit money. Yes. (laughs) I, I just think, okay, you, okay, listen, this is. Parents, this is where the kids stop watching. Okay. <laughs> Earmuffs. What a dumbass. This is an adult. She is a right. kid. She should have said, she could have been like, who's Nate? And you could have been like, that's my son. Or this is this person. No. Why are you going to say, that's how you know my name, dummy. Stupid. <laughs> yeah. The reason why you get caught is because of you, you dummy. Okay. Go ahead. That's, that's. Well, it's very interesting. I think that this man, I mean, a lot of times when there is a kidnapping that involves sexual assault, I think men are looking for something when Mm. they do this, uh, or women, I guess, but, and I think he kind of loved her Mm -hmm. in a weird way. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, this is a lot of time going by. He's sexually assaulting her. She's going along with whatever he says. Yep. Like, he is starting to benefit from this. Mm. And I think he just let things slip because he's like, oh, she loves me. I'm the master. She ain't going nowhere. (laughs) You are exactly correct. (laughs) I just, it's just the, just us with our with our normal brains, it's just weird to think about that. You know, she's a little girl. You're a grown-ass man. What are you I, talking about? She, You think she loves you. No, that's not how it's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, like, a lot of... <laughs> this is another earmuff moment, but <laughs> a lot of men that have these issues where they seek someone to kidnap because they can't form good relationships. Mm-hmm. They think like, Oh, I, ch- I, I got this girl mm-hmm. by the power of using this sexual assault mm-hmm. and all of these things. She's under my spell. Yep. And it's for Abby. She went along with it, which was a really good move mm-hmm. <laughs> on her part. This is the fucked up version of Beauty and the Beast. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. God <laughs> dang it. Unfortunately. Sorry. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. Okay, so we. Fi- I, was about, I was about to be like a whole new world. <laughs> That's so different. <laughs> Listen, we're getting ready to get sued by Disney because we're connecting. Uh, we're connecting th- uh, their stories to this, but. Sarah, I think we're at a breaking point right here. Let's take a break, and then we will come back, and we will uh, finish this story. So, guys, stay right there. We'll be right back after this ad. Hey, guys, it's Joe, or Joe the producer, as you might know me. And I'll take some time to let you guys know about my show, The Joe Show. 
It's a podcast that I run with Marcus and Mason, and we talk about anything and everything except politics. You'll never know what we'll be talking about on the Joe Show. Sometimes we can get serious, and sometimes we can get goofy. But whatever we talk about, our main goal is to entertain you, the listener. So check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also hit us up on social media at Facebook at The Joe Show, Reddit at The Joe Show, Instagram at The underscore Joe Show 20, or we're on TikTok now at The Joe Show 2020. Check us out. It's a great show, and I love doing it. The Joe Show. It's a podcast. Guys, and we are back with this crazy case we got going on. It's a little, uh, it's a little weird. This whole case here, you know, the messed up version of Beauty and the Beast and everything. Whole new world is what we said to uh, Aladdin. So, yes, you know, we have to call this like the almost Disney episode here. <laughs> But, uh, yes, we are back. Uh, where do we leave off? We left off at they, um, Abby knows the name of her captor. And um, Abby is now, uh, has a little bit more freedom. Um, she, and she's helping him with making counterfeit money is what they're doing now. And the police are hot on his tail. And he's now afraid that the police are going to bust in at any time. And Abby knows his name. So... We're going to figure out what he does and how these two go on. Okay. So, um, Nate, which is his name, made Abby promise not to tell anyone. So, <laughs> he really thinks he's got this girl, right? He's like, okay, you got a pinky swear. <laughs> you can't break a pinky promise. That you're not going to say who I am or what happened here. Wait, is Nate the kid and Abby's the adult now? Because this is what's happening. It kind of did like some vice versa Freaky Friday stuff, you know. Because <laughs> she's actually yeah. more of an adult than he is. Yep. So she's like, sure, yeah, okay, bro, whatever. Um, <laughs> and, and then on July 20th, 2014... Nate drove Abby back to her town and just released her near where she was abducted. Wait, so a whole year is probably, it's, we're into a new year? Nine months Nine passed. Months. Nine months. That's long enough. To, that's the, the trimesters of babies. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> I had to make sure I was right. I have two kids and I was like, wait, is that right? <laughs> Good Lord. She's a strong little girl. Jeez. She survived this. I don't even know what to call him, but for nine months. And then he's just like, okay, bye. Yeah. See you later. Like just leaves her. And I'm sure she was thinking like, is he going to come back? Is this a trick? Is this, you know, 
This is dumb on. It's so dumb on his part. I mean, I'm glad she survived, but it's so. Why would you do that? This is a person. Okay, this is what you got to think about. You spent nine months with this girl who you've been torturing for this whole time. You've given her a little bit of freedom, but do you trust her that much to just leave her there in her hometown? Right. It was a mile from her home. A mile from her home. Yep. So she just walked the remaining mile, um, and she was free. And I can't imagine what she was thinking that mile. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's probably the longest one mile walk of her life. <laughs> yes, because you're probably thinking to yourself, you've been through this whole thing. You're walking home right now. Is this real? Is this a dream? What what am I going to do when I get there? I've lost nine months of my life. I, like, I can't even imagine. Just, I can't even imagine it. Right. So she outsmarted her captor and survived nine months of torture. Uh, Abby, of course, led the police right <laughs> to him. Like, oh, yeah, you know that captor guy who did all that stuff? He's right over there. Like, literally. Wait. Did this man stay at his home? Like, Mm -hmm. did he go? Oh, yeah. Like, she just walked the police right up to where he's home. (laughs) Just right up there. (laughs) And it took them about a week. For them to do it i think they're probably compiling some stuff but like he leaves her off one week later the police got you so he was now up against 205 charges <laughs> all ranging from sexual assault kidnapping illegal use of a gun plus the counterfeit money because she told him about that yes you know what? You know what, Abby? This is what you deserve. You deserve a round of applause right there. Yes, Abby, you did a fantastic job. This dude's just dumb. So dumb. Oh, my gosh. It reminds me so much of, remember, in, like, the BTK episode where he was like, if I send you a, a floppy disk, can you try <laughs> Can you trace me? And the cops were like, no. And then they just showed up at his door. <laughs> it's so... This, this is in 2013. This, there are movies out. Listen, got me rolling up my goddamn sleeves. There are movies out where they say, listen, we committed this crime. Let's go to Mexico or Canada. Or, hell, let's move to another state. Ted freaking Bundy. Like, if you're going to do something like this, that was a guy that was in the past that gave you a little bit of advice on how to do stuff. No, I'm just going to mess with this girl for nine months, and then after that, I'm just going to drop her off and then drive back home like nothing happened. Stupid. (laughs) Yeah, he was not the smartest. He wasn't the brightest crown in the the box. So which one do you think is smarter, BTK or this guy? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. <laughs> Maybe this is BTK's son. <laughs> it might be his stupid offspring <laughs> trying to be like his dad. Well, you did a great job, Nate. <laughs> this, oh. Okay, earmuffs. But this, like, Nate atrocity could only come from BTK's balls. Yeah. Like, that's the only... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the only explanation that I have. And so here's the thing too. So he's got this soundproof storage box, right? So does this is this can't be his first one. Like this can't be his first victim. So with his other victim victims, did he just kill them? Um yeah, did he just kill them, or was he connected to any other cases? Because it was 250 or 205? 205 charges. 205 charges. So 205 charges, counterfeit money and sexual assault, maybe kidnapping. So I got about three. What's the rest of them? <laughs> the other 202. I mean, I bet, you, I bet you they connected to him to a bunch of other crimes, maybe even some murders and things with that storage box. Um, and then also too with the way that she was chained up, the shock collar, you know, um, it's either that or he just did a heck of a lot of research on how he probably to... he probably did a lot of research, but then didn't know the real world experience of like, don't just let her go, yes. you know? Yes. He read like the he read the um, Murder for Dummies by BTK, and but he only read he only read the up to like the middle part. He didn't read the ending because he got so excited towards almost towards the ending, and then the last part says, and then you kill your victim. You know, he got to that part and was like, oh, I don't know what to do now. I'm just gonna let her go. Uh, it's so okay, stupid. so <laughs> I want merch. <laughs> That <laughs> has a picture of a guy reading BTK's <laughs> Murder for Dummies. <laughs> I want that as a t-shirt. <laughs> That's one of those, write this down, write this down. <laughs> right. After the show. Or even just a shirt that says, like, has a book on it, and it's, like, the same font yeah. as whatever for dummies, but it's Murder for Dummies by BTK. I love it so much. And see, <laughs> the thing I like about having a true crimes show is that we can say stuff, we can create art like that, and only uh, only true crime people will get it, you know. Or uh, true crime people, um, true crime people, uh, they'll see our shirts and they'll be like, "Where? Where'd you get that from?" Go listen to Code One Eighty Seven, you know, and. You can buy some of that merch. So, yes, that's why I really like this. This is awesome. So, yeah. Mm. Okay, well, I don't know. I know Zoom's given our time. We have four minutes left. I don't know if I can fit this all in. I can talk really fast. All right, let's see. What do you want to do? Let's see. And <laughs> <laughs> let's try it out and see what happens. Oh, you want me to keep going? Yes. <laughs> okay, I thought you were going to end it. And I no. was like, uh, okay. <laughs> now we just need a shirt of me going. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so, while awaiting tra uh, trial in 2015, Nate was additionally charged with a handful of other charges for threatening and making vulgar comments against the Attorney General, <laughs> in the case, Jane Young. These comments were recorded on the jail phone while he was talking to someone else about the trial. Wait, okay. so he's making like a phone call and then he was speaking vulgarly? <sighs> From the jail. You're dumb. Okay, 
So, Nate eventually pleaded guilty to seven felony counts, including kidnapping, sexual assault. Nate is currently serving 45 to 90 year sentence. He was sentenced in 2016. He will also participate in a sexual offender program. So Abby was brave enough to even face him in court, which is crazy. Um, in February of this year, a Lifetime movie, The Girl in the Shed, came out. Abby is one of the executive producers on the movie. Nate is still in jail, and Abby is alive, well, and living her life. So I wanted to end with a quote from Abby. It says, just don't lose hope. Even when you feel like you've lost everything, hope is something that no one can take away from you. And just keep that, and it'll keep you going, she said. So. That's awesome from her. Yeah. I, awesome. I just have so much respect for her. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. She is a super strong person. You guys should be able to take just from her um a lesson from this even though you make bad maybe stupid decisions in the beginning of your life you can fix that and turn everything around and become a strong person out of it she got into the car she was supposed to do that that's a dumb move but this whole situation has made her a real strong person and i mean most people would be scared to even see their person in jail you know but uh -huh. man, she's just real strong. I have mad respect for her. It's blows my mind. Yeah, and it gives me a little bit of hope too that other people can survive. Yes. So I will end on I wish you all well, except for Nate Kibbe because he's a stupid idiot. Oh, yes. And <laughs> you know, uh, check if you're on video, check out all our social media links and stuff like that. And then um, check out the Patreon and everything, uh, Code 187. We're really trying to push that up, and we're going to be getting some merch and stuff like that. So as of right now, I am Joe. And I'm Sarah. And we will see you guys next time on another great episode of Code 187. See you guys later. We did it. We. Yay. I'm waiting for it to click. And then it's just gonna. <laughs>